0: Welcome to Chicago Tabernacle, a place of becoming. Wherever you find yourself, we pray that you would be encouraged today by God's word. Please join us now as we hear a message from Pastor Toledo. Amen, praise the Lord. Hello, CT family. Hello to all of our beloved online friends. It's such a blessing for us to be able to know that even though there's this huge distance between some of us, some people are, are dialing in, tuning in from around the world. We want you to know we love you and we're so excited that we could be connecting together today. And you know, Pastor Josh started this service by, by talking about how when we worship, we, we give God our very breath. Let everything that has breath Praise the Lord, the Bible says. And that means with your very life, with your very everything. And we're going we're to take an offering right now. And I want to encourage you. I'm trusting that God's spirit has already flooded your home with his presence. And if that hasn't happened, can I tell you right now, as we go to take this offering, I want you to open up your heart and just begin to worship him. Begin to praise him. Begin to thank him for all of the wonderful things he's done for you, for all of the different ways that he has provided for you. The Bible says God inhabits the praises of his people. And it's only right that in this moment that we would acknowledge God's goodness. Every good and perfect gift comes from above, from the father of heavenly lights. And so let's stop and thank him and as we go to stop and thank the Lord, we will also pray. We're going to touch and agree that God is going to continue to meet all of our needs according to his riches and glory. And I'll tell you what, I want to include a prayer today. I want to pray for, uh, um, for small businesses. And um, I actually pray for small businesses a lot every time I shave. We have a, a, a family here who own a business, and and uh, I don't know their, I don't have all the details about their business, but I know that they, shell, they sell shaving kits, and they actually blessed me with one, and so every time I shave, I pray for them, and I pray for all of our small businesses. I know that this is a tough season, but blessed be the name of the Lord, Jehovah Jireh is our great provider. So come on, lift your hands, and just begin to thank him, and praise Him. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. God is the one who gives us life itself. And Father, we thank you today. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for the abundance of your kindness toward us, the way you provide for us, Lord. We eat well. We're clothed well, Lord. We have shelter, Lord. All of these things have come from you. We thank you for our relationship with you and with one another and for family and for all of the the different ways that you bless us, God. And right now, we want to give an offering back to you. We want to take from what you have first given us, and we wanna give it back to you. And we do it because we love you, because we're grateful, and because, Lord, we desire to be participants in blessing you and your kingdom. Would you bless this offering? Would you use it to further your kingdom and to bless multitudes of people? And Lord, we ask for anyone who's really going through it financially today. Lord, would you open up the windows of heaven? We touch and agree now that you're our source, you're our strength and our provider. Lord, would you bless small businesses? Would you bless your people, oh God? And would you provide your riches according to their their needs, oh God? God, would you pour out from heaven what your people are desperately needing today? breakthrough, deliver for them in the mighty name of Jesus. And we thank you. And Lord, we're going to continue to give you all of the glory and all the honor and all the praise. Blessed be be your name, Lord. We love you so much in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. God bless you as you give. I want to encourage you, keep believing God and keep Honoring God with your finances, that's the key to making it through a season like this. Now, I'm so excited to be continuing on our series titled, What's Your Vibe? Based on Galatians chapter 5, the fruit of the Spirit. And I want to go over the definition of vibe again. A vibe is a person's emotional state as communicated to others. The atmosphere created by the disposition of our being. Your being, my being, the disposition of it has a vibe to it. It creates an atmosphere. We talked last week about the the perfume or the cologne of our lives is our vibe. It is a practical description of a deeply spiritual reality. And today what we're going to be doing is looking at what Jesus characterized as the most important vibe. This is according to Jesus. Now, what could the most important vibe be? We want that vibe today, amen? And what we're going to do is we're going to read from Galatians uh, uh, chapter 5, and I can tell you he puts the most important first. So let's turn right here. Galatians chapter 5, 22 says this, But the fruit of the Spirit is love. Everybody say love. Love is the most important vibe. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. And so today we're talking about the vibe of love. That's the title of today's message And indeed, it is the most important, the most powerful, and the most influential vibe of all. In times like these, in days of crisis and hardship and difficulty, brothers and sisters, we need to be giving off the vibe of love. From from the moment we get up to the moment we put our heads on the pillow, may love pour out of us. You know what I would say? I would say the vibe of love is the vibe of Christ. So let me pray one more time. I want to pray for this message. It's interesting because love is the highest ideal of the Bible, and yet it's something that the Spirit has to grow in us. It's not that easy. When love gets uh, tested, when it gets put to the test, um, we need supernatural Strength. We need a supernatural source so that we can vibe love. So I want to pray, and I want you to think about your life. I want you to think about your relationships. I want you to think about, about um, your, your neighbors and all of the different people that you are coming into contact with. God wants us to bring the vibe of love wherever we go. We've got a lot to say, but I want to pray right now that our hearts would receive deeply. Come on, let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you. Thank you for this day. Thank you for this series, Lord, where we could focus on the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit that you want to grow in us and then you want to flow through us. You want people, Lord, to taste and see that you are good As they experience you through our lives, through the fruit of our lives, through the vibe of our lives. And Father, I pray today, and I ask that by your mighty power, that you would start a new work of growth. God, grow marriages today by growing husbands and wives. God, grow teenagers, grow single people, grow relationships. God, bless this city. Bless our, our workplaces, God. Uh, uh, bless our neighborhoods because we are giving off the vibe of love. But it has to start with you and come from you, Lord, and flow from you. So would you bless us today? And God, I ask that in any In any moment, Lord, of this message, when our flesh tries to push back, in the name of Jesus, overcome our flesh with your love. Bless this word. God help my feeble lips, Lord. Give life to it for the sake of your glory and your kingdom and your precious name, Jesus, that's above every name. Lord, we love you, we trust you, and we believe you to do these things. In the mighty name of Jesus, Amen, and Amen. Praise the Lord. So you ready to to receive the love of God? The fruit of the Spirit is first of all love. Love is the high is God's highest and best. And do you know that love is is I would say love is the most talked about topic in all of history, and it's the focus of all human beings because we desperately need love, and I want to start out by reading what some leaders in history have said about love. So we'll be reading this in a little while, starting with the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul said, love is the most excellent way. It's God's highest and best, the highest form of spirituality. The theologian Augustine said, every city or society of men is held together by some law. The city of God is held together By the law of love. The great reformer, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said, love will have the final word. When Christ is reigning, love has the last word. Amen. Now, there was a pastor, his name was Howard Thurman, and he had a great uh, uh, influence on Dr. King. Here's what he said. He said, love has no awareness of merit or demerit. It has no scale. Love has no scale. Love loves. This is its nature. This is so powerful. Come on, a few more. Uh, The poet Virgil said, love conquers all. The historian Arnold Toynbee put it this way. Love is the ultimate force that makes for the saving choice of life and good against the damning choice of death. And evil. The novelist Victor Hugo put it this way, the greatest happiness of life is the conviction that we are loved. Loved for ourselves or rather loved in spite of ourselves. That's the way God's love works. It's in spite of who we are. The activist Gandhi said, where there is love, he said, it, he said two things. He said, where there is love, there is life because love is life itself. We're not really living life without love. So where there is love, there is life. And the real love is to love them that hate you, to love your neighbor even though you distrust him. Mother Teresa, the humanitarian, said, Love is a fruit in season at all times. Have you noticed that? And within reach of every hand. Love is the fruit that's always in season. Amen? And then the preacher, E.K. Bailey, said this. He said, you can break God's heart, but you can't break God's love. Praise the Lord. You cannot break God's love because God is love. And let me give you the definition of love that shows that you can't break it. It's because love is God's unconditional holy affection for us. His unquenchable benevolence toward us. In other words, God not only loves you, but he likes you, and he always wants to do good to you. Every time God looks at you, and he knows everything about you, despite the ugly things we have in our heart, despite the ugly things that we do, God's love is so unconditional. His affection is an unconditional affection towards us. And he always wants to do good towards us. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And love is actually the vibe, the most important vibe, that he wants to grow in us. You see, the love, love is the vibe that says this. It says, God's love fills my life, and I'm ready to share it. Okay? God's love fills my life, and I'm ready to share it. I want you to read this with me. Ready? God's love fills my life, and I'm ready to share. That's the vibe from this moment forward. We're going to pray, and we're going to ask God to give us that vibe that God's love has filled us for ourselves, and then we're ready to share it. We want to share it when we have lunch today or when we have dinner, when we go to the grocery store. We want to share the love of God. That's the vibe That the Lord wants us to be giving off. And here's the thing. It begins with God filling us. And one of the questions that we can ask ourselves starting right now is, what's been filling you this week? Have you been filled with fear? With anxiety? Perhaps anger? Have you been filled with blame? Can I tell you, the Bible says, from the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks. So whatever you're full of, that's the vibe that you're giving off. If you're full of anger, then guess what? That's the vibe that flows from you. Now, here's what's very, very important about the fruit of the Spirit called love. See, the fruit of the Spirit is first of all for us, and then it operates through us. And so we need love as much as anyone And before we need anything else, we need love. The absence of God's love for yourself results in deep neediness. Okay, everyone say deep neediness. This is so important for us to understand about ourselves and for us to get why love is so important. Plato said neediness is the son of poverty. And you know what? He was really... He was very, uh, he hit the nail right on the head when he said this, because you could be a Christian, but if you are not full of God's love, you can operate with the spirit of poverty. You could be feeling poor when you should be rich. Rich how? Rich in the love of God. And, And your deep neediness and my deep neediness can only be addressed by Jesus. And that's what we have to understand, because a lot of times we are responding to the world in light of our deep neediness versus being full of God's love. When you're experiencing deep neediness, when you're in that state, should I say, well, guess what? There's there's always something wrong with your world, and there's always something wrong with people around you, and there's always something wrong. Why? Because you're not full of what you need the most. You and I, what we need the most is the love of God. And can I tell you something? When God's love fills you, it changes how you feel and how you see the world around you. This is why the fruit of love is so vitally important. See, when the Spirit is growing love in us, We're growing in life. We're growing in our our ability to give. But when we're in the flesh, look, here's the way I would say it. The spirit will grow life in you. The spirit will free you, but the flesh will bind you. The flesh will leave you empty and bankrupt. And that's why we need God to grow love in us. So here's what I want to do. I want to read the most famous text in the scriptures on love, which comes from 1 Corinthians 13. We'll actually start with the last verse in verse 12. And as we read this passage, we won't read all of it, but what we're gonna do is unpack the key facets of love as described in the New Testament to speak to how God grows uh, um, love in us and how it affects us so that we can kind of really be pursuing the love of God in the days of head. 1 Corinthians, we're going to start with uh, 12, verse 31. And, and by the way, I've been giving you some homework, and here's your homework. I want you to read not just the fruit of the Spirit over and over this week, but I want you to read 1 Corinthians 13. Read it. Drink it in. Ask yourself, okay, are my relationships Marked by the vibe of love, or marked by the vibe of neediness? Am I in the flesh, or am I in the spirit? Very important question for us to be asking ourselves. So let's read it. First uh, Corinthians twelve thirty one says this. And yet I will show you the most excellent way. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. Here's a huge one. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. Do you know that when you're loving people, you can't fail? Love never fails. And then this is interesting. We're going to close on this. In this passage, look at what the Apostle Paul said. He said, when I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. Love impacts your thinking and your reasoning. He said, when I became a man... I put the ways of childhood behind me. And so what I want to do is I want to I, I look at how, what this passage of Scripture is saying in terms of how God wants to grow live, love in us and how he wants to uh, um, develop this amazing fruit, this beautiful, wonderful vibe in us so that we can grow up in God and be our best in God. So here's what the passage of Scripture is teaching us. First and foremost, it's saying that love lifts us. Love is the most excellent way, and the love of God gives us liftoff. When you start uh, um, operating uh, out of a place of the deep love of God flowing through you, when your vibe is the vibe of love, you go from being a regular human being to becoming a carrier of the greatest need that everyone has around you. When you give off love, you're meeting people's greatest needs. You literally become an agent of Christ and your life is elevated to the highest level. There's no, you can't be godlier than when you're loving because love is the most excellent way. When, you're, when, when the vibe of love is really flowing through you, then you're making your greatest impact. You know, I was, um, my wife and I were away for three or four days. And, and then when we got home, I actually uh, got there before her. And when I walked in the house, um, I looked at one of her plants. And I, I want you to know, I never water plants. I don't take care of the plants. She does that. But I looked at one of her plants, and the plant was just like drooped over the sides of the pot, and it was just completely withered and wilted. And I was like, oh, my goodness, I wonder if this plant is dead. And I ran, and I got a couple of glasses of water, and I just poured some water in, and I said, well, you know, let's see. And so by that evening or by the next day, I don't exactly remember, I walked by the plant, and the plant was standing up, and the colors were, were kind of bright again. And I was just amazed at what that, that water did. And, and so let me put it this way. As water is to a withered plant, love is to a withered heart. And God wants to use us to help people. It's our highest impact It's the most valuable, wonderful thing that we could do is just love somebody. And as we love them, because it's their greatest need, it's like the water of their soul. It lifts people and it it brightens people up. So it not only lifts us to our highest level, but the love of God lifts people and it grows them. It makes them better when they experience the love of God flowing through us. If you really want to be used by God, then walk in love. In whatever role, as a husband, as a wife, as a neighbor, as a father, when you walk in love, love is so powerful. It just makes everything better. It makes everyone better. You realize that when you walk in love, everything about your world is improved simply because you're walking in love. You don't have to be... uh, um, A theologian, you don't have to know every verse in the Bible. You become powerful, effective, just by walking in love. You know, I heard this story. So last week, one of the brothers in the church called Pastor Jake after he listened to the first uh, message in the What's Your Vibe series. And he was saying, you know, after listening to this, I got a lot of growing to do and They were talking and, you know, joking a little bit about the flash or whatever. And then right at the end, it was interesting because he said, Hey, Pastor Jake, can I pray for you? And he said, sure. And then he began to pray for him. And as he began to pray... Uh, um, he prayed the, such a prophetic anointed prayer. He was, the spirit was giving him words and insight. And he was quoting promises and verses that have been on Pastor Jake's heart for the last four or five months. And it was like he was lifted by this anointed act of love. See, you don't, You could be mindful of your own weakness and say, man, I, I got so much growing to do. And yet the moment you step out and love, all of a sudden you're lifted to your highest and best. May this week be a week where God, where God lifts us by, by using us to love someone. May we reach out and make the phone call. Step out and call someone for the purpose of sharing the love of God when you love. That's when you're your highest and your best because love is the most excellent way. Now, while the love of God lifts us, here's the second thing this passage of Scripture teaching, teaches us. The love of God or the vibe of love also stops us. Love stops us. Let me put it this way. Brothers and sisters, sometimes we just need to be stopped. Sometimes we're heading down a road where we're going in a direction where, Holy Spirit, please stop me. We need to be stopped. And what the Bible teaches is that love is what really stops us. Love can stop you dead in your tracks. Love can stop us uh, uh, in the deep places of our hearts, at the deepest level, at the heart level. In other words, love is the greatest counteragent of the flesh. Love will stop you from seeking revenge. In the flesh, you want revenge. Love will stop you from seeking revenge. Love will stop you from getting drunk and getting high. It'll just put something in you that says, I don't want to do that anymore. Love will stop you from using people for your own pleasure. You know what love does? Love will make you a lousy sinner. This is so funny. I was talking to someone and, uh, Uh, And this is not the first time I've heard this before, a version of this, but um, I heard this testimony about a brother who decided, you know what, Um, I'm just throwing off restraint. And maybe you're here right now. I'm tired. I'm lonely. I'm struggling. And uh, I'm frustrated. And so he said, you know what, I'm going to go out. I'm going to just meet some girls. And I'm going to just do whatever. Whatever. So he went on Tinder or, uh, yeah, he went on Tinder. One of those kind of, you know, the whole swipe, uh, swipe right culture thing. He, he got on this app and he started to, you know, meet some girls, but in the middle of the conversation, every time they would make the connection, however that goes before long, he would start saying to the girls, you, do you know how valuable you are to Jesus? (laughs) And, uh, Uh, Do you know that God loves you so much? And the girls kept saying, You're such a weirdo. And they kept kicking him off, and he wouldn't, it, it just, he couldn't, he couldn't sin. You know why? Because love stops you from sinning. It's such a funny thing how love has a powerful way of changing your desires, love has a powerful way of changing your motives. Love is the reason why it's the greatest, the, the, the power of love is the reason why love is the greatest commandment, and it's because love will literally stop your flesh. So look, we've been, we talked about, the, about flesh, and we talked about how flesh has uh, 15, um, there were different, 15 different kind of expressions of the flesh, and let's call it like, like the wheel of the flesh, And um, we talked about sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, and it goes through. And some people, their life rolls on the impulses of their flesh. And they just move through their life uh, um, um, based on whatever their lower nature or impulses are telling them to do. They just judge that if I do what I want to do, I will feel the best and I'll live the best, which is a complete lie uh, uh, from the pit of hell. And so we have all of these works of the flesh and many, many more. But then when in this passage of scripture, uh, uh, providentially, I would say, when the Bible describes love, it also gives 15 expressions of it. Okay. So there's the wheel of the flesh. And then there, let's call it the wheel of love. What if your life was rolling on wheels of love? What if if you were patient and kind? So notice it says love does not, okay, does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor. So love will say, don't dishonor that person. Even if you want to dishonor that person, love puts a feeling inside of you and a desire inside of you, an impulse inside of you that says, I can't dishonor that person. My flesh wants to, but love is more powerful hallelujah, than the flesh. And so love is greater and stronger. And here's the way I would look at it. So, so look, we all have a flesh, but when God is growing love in you, love is greater than the flesh. And love will literally stop you. The truth of the matter is, is we as Christians can get in the flesh. We can decide to pursue Immoral pleasures. We can decide to, do, to, to get revenge. We can decide to do all sorts of things. From the beginning of time, the key to victory in life is that it takes place when Christians yield to the love of God. Listen to this. In, during the Boxer Rebellion, uh, 1899 to 1901, um, the, the Christian church in China was under great attack. And um, there was one church in Fu, China, and they suffered the loss of 54 martyrs in the rebellion. What basically happened is that the Christians were targeted d- uh, during the Boxer Rebellion, and many of them were killed. In just one church, 54 people were killed. And here's what happened. The Christians got a spirit of revenge inside of their heart, and they actually created a list of 250 uh, perpetrators to exact revenge upon them. And the church evangelist, who was one of the leaders, he vowed that he would never rest until he avenged his father's death. Christians can get in the flesh. And so they said, they did that to us, we're gonna do that back to them. But then here's what happened. I think it was nine boys... Nine young boys asked that the church, in some meeting, they asked that the church would pray for them so that they could find grace to forgive the people who killed their loved ones. The Bible says a child shall lead them. And so these young boys got in front of the church and said, we know that they, they, we're so angry, we're so hurt, but you know what, we need God to help us. To forgive because love forgives. Love keeps no record of wrongs. And when that happened, a spirit of conviction hit the evangelists and hit the people. And, and they, what they ended up doing is they tore up that list. They stomped on the names and they said, we choose to forgive. But can I tell you something, brothers and sisters? It was a powerful work of the spirit of God. God by the, the, the fruit of the Spirit, the fruit of love, He literally can help us to stop. Love stops us, and sometimes we need to stop. I wanna, I wanna encourage you that if you are, are uh, um, in that place where you're so angry that you wanna lash out, get alone with God, lift up your hands. And say, Lord, this is not about who's right. This is about being like you. And say, Lord, give me the grace to forgive and to love. Imagine what would happen in our city, in our country. Imagine what would happen all over the globe if the Christians, men and women of God, would get filled, overflowing with the fruit of love. That wherever we go, our perfume, our vibe would be the vibe of love. The musicians are going to come. And as they come, I want to I speak to the last thing. And, and listen, I got this in my notes, so I got I to stop right here for, before I go on. Look, if you're on the verge of divorce, if you're really battling in your house, and you feel uh, um, a deep anger and resentment towards your spouse, can I tell you something? Stop right now and bow down your heart to God and let him fill you with love. Let him wash over your soul. Let him, remember the blood of Jesus, it, it can cleanse us clean. The blood of Jesus can wash away hurtful words Reckless words pierce the heart and today someone's heart has been pierced by, by a reckless word. But in the name of Jesus, the, the blood of Jesus wants to wash all, all, uh, wash away all the hurt, all the pain, remove, burn away those thorns that are stuck in your soul so that you could love again and so that you could forgive and be God's instrument. Hallelujah. The highest form of living is love. And so, can I encourage you? Let love stop you today if you're on the wrong track. Please, brothers and sisters, let the love of God stop you. You will not regret it. You will rejoice one day when the love of, when you say, you know what, I was on the wrong path, and love stopped me. And then here's the last thing, and then we're going to close in prayer. The last thing that the vibe of love actually does for us and then through us is that love grows us. The love of God actually grows and matures us in God. Paul said, I used to act like a child, right? What does he say? He says, when I was a child, let me, let me I'll read this to you one more time. When I was a child, I talked like a child. Love makes you talk differently. I thought like a child. Love makes you think differently. I reasoned like a child. How are you reasoning? Love makes you reason differently. When I became a man, I put the ways of childhood behind me. You know, I was thinking about this uh, many times. Um, before you, let's say, get married and have kids and uh, um, you could be out in a, you know, someplace, you could be on a plane, you could be in a restaurant and kids are, are, are crying. I was just talking to one of the brothers who has uh, little kids, right? So before you live with children and have your own children and you hear them crying, you're like, man, Lord. You even say, Lord. And you're in this restaurant say, so I just want to enjoy my meal. And this child is, and uh, and you're like annoyed. But when you have your own kids, you have your own little kids, I'm telling you, you hear kids crying and you totally understand. Your, your perspective is totally different. Because now you value a child in a deeply different way. And what happens is, is when you start to, Grow when God starts to grow love inside of you, one of the things that happen is that you value people the way the Lord values people. You don't look at people based on the negative effect that they have on you. You look at them with with eyes of love, with a heart of love that says, I see the best in you and I see the most amazing potential in you. That child is awesome. That child is going to be amazing. Your whole perspective changes when you get full of the love of God. It's like God gives you um, uh, ears to hear differently not someone coming at you, but the pain that's forcing them to come at you. When you get full of the love of God and you kind of mature in the Lord, you are enabled to overlook so many things because the Bible says love covers a multitude of sin. I've got two examples for you. So uh, Chrissy's grandfather, his name was Claire Hutchins. He was a missionary, and he kind of was instrumental in the founding of the Brooklyn Tabernacle. Um, and I had the pleasure of talking to him, and um, you know, on several occasions. And even though he took 400 trips overseas and led many people to the Lord, was an amazing singer. Um, I mean, he was a very talented man. But the the standout characteristic. Of, of Brother Hutchins was, you wanna talk about someone who had the vibe of love? It was just overwhelming. And, um, and I want you to lock in for the next few moments, please. So, so I remember going to his funeral. He died uh, when, when Annie, my middle child, was about two years old. And when I went to his funeral, a lot of people came and they spoke about him. And do you know, the thing that they spoke about the most was his love. And a man got up, he was probably in his 40s, and he was a pastor. And quite frankly, um, when he got up to, to speak, there was a weight to this man. There was like a, a strength and a, uh, there was just something about this guy. This guy came across to me as a strong godly leader. He was a pastor of a church. And when he got up, he here's the testimony he gave. He said, you know, I've known Brother Claire for so many years. I met him when I was just a young man, just starting in the ministry. And when um, when I heard that Brother Claire had passed away, he said, I was in the shower. And I stepped out of the shower And I just sat on the floor and I began to weep because of the love that I had for him. And he said, and quickly, the Lord brought to mind um, one of my first meetings with him. And he said, do you know the first time I met Brother Hutchins, I was kind of rude to him. I was kind of arrogant and a bit dismissive of him. And I remember he was so loving and so kind and so patient. And you know what? He didn't dismiss me when I dismissed him. He saw something in me. His love enabled him to look past a young man's arrogance, a young man who was full of himself. And he just loved me, and he kept meeting with me. And over the years, he became like a chief counselor and guide in my life. And and the ministry that I have today has been profoundly impacted by Brother Hutchins. Thank God for mature love. Aren't you thankful for people who loved you despite who you are over the years? Aren't you thankful for moments when you were immature and somebody still kept loving you? Well, love wants to grow us up. Love wants to fill us up so that we could minister to people, so that that we could overlook their weaknesses and help them to become the person that God has asked them to become, that God desires for them to become. Just think about playing a role in someone's becoming journey. Here's the last thing I'll say and then we'll close. So a couple years ago, I was at Barnes and Noble and um, you know I, I read all kinds of books and I looked down in a title Um, stood out to me the title was um, let love have the last word which was a quote from Dr. King Um, and I picked up the book and it turns out that the the book was authored by a rapper named Common and I thumped through the book and I, I just I bought it I don't know who Common is I don't I wouldn't know his music if I heard it before and I read the book and can I tell you, I mean, I may not agree with everything in the book. He quotes the Bible. He quotes all kinds of different sources. It's a memoir of his journey of seeking out love and trying to be a loving person. And even though I don't know him, I don't know his music, can I tell you, I really like him. It's I can't help but like him because when you start when you start uh, uh, pursuing love, brothers and sisters, something happens to you. You, you grow up, you, you, you get past yourself. You could, in this biography, he's like past himself and he's, he's more talking about his weaknesses and his needs and it, it humbles you and it just, it just makes you better. And the minute you start operating in love, you are just better, not perfect, but just better. The minute you start operating in love, it really becomes very hard to not like you. And and, you know, we're living in a day where there's so much separation between people. There's so much divide between people. Do you know, love makes you reachable. Just because Common is writing about love, it makes him reachable. Well, guess what? We, as the children of God, we're not searching. He's searching. And I I pray for him. I'm like, Lord, you know, meet Common in a deep way. But can I tell you something? We don't have to search. We know that the perfect love of God is found in Jesus Christ. We know that as children of God, he wants to grow love in us to address our own deep neediness. And then he wants that love to flow through us. He wants us to be like trees that people could pluck the fruit of love and taste and see that the Lord is good. And so I want to pray today. Love is the most excellent way. Love is the most important fruit of them all. It's the most important vibe. When we ask God to fill us with his love, he starts to move in our lives in powerful, powerful ways. I want to invite you today. Instead of blaming people, instead of of looking at the past, and look, pain is real. I'm not belittling pain, but what I'm saying is to go to God to bypass this world and say, Lord, fill my Need meet my deep neediness today because when the love of God starts to fill us, amazing, amazing things happen. Come on, lift your hands right now, and we're gonna begin to worship the Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Blessed be the name of the Lord. We
1: love you. Oh, how we love. you are the one our hearts adore jesus we love you oh how we love you you are the one Jesus we love you, oh how we love you, you are the one our hearts adore, Jesus Jesus, we love Jesus our affection our
0: and sisters let's pray God we come before you today Lord honestly we come honestly we come humbly before you God and Lord we ask that by your mighty power Lord that you would give us the vibe of love that you would meet our deep need God that you would address our deep neediness today Lord, that we wouldn't look to spouses or friends or government or culture or, or, or any, Lord, experience or, or achievement, Lord, to fill us. But we would understand, Lord, that, Lord, what we really need is your love growing inside of our hearts. Lord, would you address deep neediness today? Would you, Lord, loose your love powerfully and break, oh Lord, the roots of trauma, break the roots of hurt and pain, oh God. Bring restoration today by your powerful, amazing love, oh God. And then, Lord, as we look to the days ahead, not only do we ask for love for us, but we ask that your love would flow through us, Lord Jesus. Let your love flow through us, oh God. In our homes, on the job, on the Zoom call, at the grocery store. Lord, no matter what we're doing, no matter what we're facing, we pray for the vibe of love. Help us to keep seeking you so that you'll keep growing the fruit of love, the vibe of love. And I thank you for the miraculous transformations that will take place just by the power of your love. So be it, Lord. Blessed be your name in the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone said, amen and amen.